0: At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward. Even if they're just baby steps, we guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Navigating Divorce by Journey Beyond Divorce on Divorce Source Radio. I'm Steve Peck, and here she is once again, Karen McMahon. Hi, Karen.
0: Hi, Steve. Today's show is all about the guys. I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. as we continue our post divorce series, uh, men, you enter your new life chapter, and we want to guide you on how to refresh. And reinvent yourself through style and image. And I would love for you to jump in and join us, Steve, in the conversation. Happy to. Today's guest will share tips on how to become your most authentic self, magnetic and powerful. Tavia Sharp is a men's image consultant and coach, and she's the founder of Styled Sharp. Before starting her business, she worked in the fashion industry for over 15 years as a menswear designer. Tavia began helping men up level their style and image and quickly realized that she had a real passion for helping men one on one build more confidence in their appearance, nonverbal communication, and body language. So grab a pen. And begin to explore how to become your most authentic, magnetic, and powerful self. Welcome,
2: Tavia. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hey, how Great are to you? be here. <laughs>
0: Great to have you on the show. I'm very excited about what you have to share with our male listeners today.
1: Yes. Me too.
0: Yes. <laughs> Steve is all ears today.
1: Well, when it comes to fashion and stuff like that, it seems like men are always left out. I mean, just walk through any clothing store and you see it's 90% women and then the men's is over here.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah definitely I'm, I'm I get that all the time when I work with men they often say that right that's there isn't like a, a real dedicated you know spot for them or they feel like they don't feel you know quite comfortable to shop on their own because of that
1: mm-hmm. right yeah
0: absolutely
1: is that because there's no demand though I mean like we don't care like well we' wear the same
0: t-shirt every day Well, the cool thing is after Tavia's finished with them, I think they actually (laughs) do care a lot and realize the value of it. And that's what we're hoping happens to those of you listening in today. Definitely. So, so Tavia, we're going to spend most of our time discussing style and image uh, and how to use dress as a tool. But you Mm -hmm. do so much more than that. So later in the show, I would love to spend a little time discussing some of the other tools you share with men, including the online profile, best images for a profile, and the do's and don't behaviors while on a date, which I'm really curious about. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a really robust conversation. So let's jump right in. Great. Before we start with your advice, can you just share what... uh, um, what Styled Sharp is all about and
2: what the uh, scope of your services are? Sure. Styled Sharp is really uh, about giving men confidence and using their image and, and their clothing and appearance as, as really a tool. You know, think of Think of it as like a tool in your toolkit. You know, men are often taught uh, how to, you know, fix a car or fix something in the home or, you know, kind of like those manly things that, you know, often boys and and young men are taught. But, you know, the way I approach it is really teaching men uh, to use their image, to use their clothing and their appearance as a tool just like another thing to utilize, to build confidence, to feel good and look good. So some of the services I provide uh, for Styled Sharp are, of course, uh, working with men and individuals on their overall appearance, including their style and their fashion and talking to them about what works and what doesn't work, and we look at their wardrobe as a whole. And uh, we also go shopping and find things that work for them uh, and make it really easy for them to put looks together so they don't even have to think about it. And then another uh, asset or part of what I do in my company is really coaching single men in their dating Lives, you know, really looking at their online profile, what is holding them back from meeting and attracting the women that they would like to meet and eventually, you know, have a relationship with. And that includes, you know, their their image, of course, but also their body language and, you know, how they're communicating both nonverbally and, and also in person on dates. And so I help guide them and give them that feedback. You can think of me as like your style wing woman. And I really guide you through that experience so that you can feel more confident in dating.
0: Didn't you tell me that people that some of your clients refer to you as the female hitch?
2: Yes, I get the female hitch a lot, Uh, you know, because, you know, it's really about, you know, having that person, that that guy, that expert that's giving you that female perspective. uh, And, you know, you have me as your go to like to kind of text or reach out to as you're navigating dating, which is can be overwhelming, especially if you've not been in the dating world for a while, you've been out of it for a while and you're getting back in and you know, you need somebody to help you uh, figure out what's working, what's not working and, and give you some direction. And so you can think of me as like a, that female hitcher, your style wing woman. <laughs>
1: so every guy seems to have their own style though. Right. And one mm-hmm. is, is great. The other could be great for them too. So you kind of tune in to what, groove they're trying to fit into and then help with that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really believe and I ask a lot of questions about my client and what they're looking to achieve, what are their goals, uh, whether it's dating or, you know, it could be career or, um, you know, making more money and being maybe their client facing. It could be a whole a whole encompassing the whole thing. But also, I'm not out to change them. It's really about up-leveling who they are and having their outside match the inner them. You know, it's really, you know, having their authentic self shine. So, that's my job to create that for them. Great.
0: I love that. And, you know, I just, for all of the men who are listening in and who've been on some of our previous shows, one of the most important things that, that we talk about at Journey Beyond is the importance of using the the pain and the difficulty of the divorce journey to do your own personal work so that by the time you get post-divorce and you wanna start going out there and dating and working with someone like Tavia, you you have like really gotten in touch with whatever your triggers your insecurities the behavior that hasn't worked for you so that you're ready to stand in you know in the confidence of who you are and then Tavi, i love that you come and help them be that outward presentation of that
2: mm-hmm, absolutely yeah it's,
0: it's a
1: great time for transformation Yeah. I mean, you've left a divorce, you've got a new life, let's start over.
2: Yeah, exactly. And maybe you had, maybe you were in a relationship for a long time and you had your wife or that person to, you know, do your shopping or, you know, it was just easy to have her, you know, give you that advice and that's totally normal. That happens a lot, Uh, but you know, when you're, you don't have that anymore, it's, you're starting fresh, you're starting over. And so it's totally new and you're, you're a new you. So it, it makes sense to want to, you know, have clothing and your appearance, uh, give you that confidence that like kind of pep in your step to go back out there and feel good and, you know, and really take on this whole new, uh, transition, this life change. Yeah. That's
1: so positive.
0: And, and my hope for everyone today is even if you're, like, I'm not a shopper, I kind of dread going into a store and shopping, really? so if you're like me, or you don't quite know how to handle this area, um, our desire is that uh, you have a lot of fun with it, and that with the mm. guidance and direction of Tavia today and going to her site, that you can actually begin to enjoy uh, the beginning of this new chapter and presenting yourself in a new way. So one of the things I would love to do Tavia is have you walk our listeners through your process. Mm -hmm. um, Starting with uh, like what, what are some of the questions that you would have them think about?
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, I definitely, I always start with a consultation and you know, in that I, I always ask my, uh, my client or somebody who'd like to work with me, I always ask them about their goals you know, what is your goal? Ultimately, what do you want to have in your life? And, uh, what's really not working right now, you know, about your image, your appearance or, or your style, like what's not working for you. And, um, I, I often ask like, why is it important for you to, you know, to change this? And, and also what are your challenges? You know, like maybe you don't know how to put things together or you don't know what brands really work for you, or you don't know if you're wearing the right fit or you don't really know, uh, what's necessarily needs to change. And so, um, I often ask those questions and then also, um, one important one is how do you want to be seen? You know, how do you want to be perceived out in the world? Like that's really important. So I can help you achieve that. And then, um, we really start with a, a profile. So I call it a style profile and it's a personalized profile that I create based on our conversation and the goals that, you know, somebody wants to achieve. And then it's really a visual presentation. And uh, I put together images and looks that I feel would be uh, basically a style presentation of how I feel that they would, you know, look good and feel good about themselves and um, how they can wear these uh, particular looks in their life, you know, whether it's work or professional image or dating. Uh, and also colors and fits that they should be wearing. And then we look at their current wardrobe, Uh, Well, hold on. Let me slow you down a
0: little bit. I'm really curious about that last piece. So you're asking a bunch of questions, which I love because people don't ask themselves those questions. So it really gives them an opportunity to step back and reflect. Like, how do you want to present in the world? I would imagine that sometimes you have to help a little bit with a Mm -hmm. question like that because who's thinking about that, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then that next part where you pull together images. So do you, uh, do you have to look at your closet first? Like how does one, because again, what we're looking is to help our audience go to their closet with your words in their head and start looking. So how does one, what, what do you need from them to get to the point where you're pulling together images?
2: Yeah. Great question. Actually, um, you know, oftentimes I don't meet someone, so I need to know kind of how they see themselves now. So if, if it's somebody I don't know, like we haven't met in person, I may have them send me uh, or a friend put a friend request to me on Facebook so I can really see actually what, how they are, you know, uh, representing themselves. And Facebook is a great way to see that, and also LinkedIn or anything that they can share with me uh, visually. Or if I do meet them in person, I'm, I'm, I'm really good at uh, just kind of knowing, like, what would be that just up-leveled thing that they could do to just take it up a notch. So I, you know, I, if I meet somebody the first time, I can totally put together a style profile based on that and also our conversation, of course, and the answers that they gave me uh, from, from that question and answer portion. And then I really I use Pinterest actually uh, to put together the style profile, uh, and I have found the visual presentation really helps somebody connect to, like what they really like about that, or or maybe what they don't particularly like about the visual board. And then we can go to work once we decide, like yeah, this is it. Then we can actually go to work on what they want to accomplish with their wardrobe and their appearance.
0: So, can you, before we move on to the closet, if there's a fella right now listening, saying, "Well, I get the concept, but how do I how do I look at myself and figure that out?" Like, mm-hmm. um, what are what are a few? I guess I'm almost asking, like, do it yourself. What are a few tips to get them looking in the right direction
2: uh, uh, for their wardrobe or looking yeah. at their current style? Yeah. Um, I would say they really have to ask themselves, like, do they look, do they, do they feel they look good in what they have on? Do they feel like that what they're looking at, you know, every day and what they put on their bodies is representative of who they want to be seen as? Also, it's like what I, I always say, when you get dressed in the morning, right? The first thing you do is you wake up, you, you know, maybe have your coffee, brush your teeth, take a shower, and then you get dressed. So when you open your closet, what are you asking yourself or are you asking, like, how do I want to be seen today? What I, Where am I going today? And and who am I meeting with? And how do I want those people to uh, perceive me? You know, what what is an important thing? Uh, communication for you to get across during your day you know is it just you're putting on something that you wear and you don't even think about it like or or actually you putting some intention into what you put on every day so So
1: that's really the key i see a lot more freestyle options for outside of work um but within work Mm -hmm. some some employers mandate a dress code and mm-hmm. they've kind of dumbed that down over the years. Used to be years ago, everyone had to have a suit and tie. Now you can wear your khakis, which I can't stand, <laughs> right? The khakis in a dress shirt. They don't care if you're in, like, I would feel better in a really nice pair of jeans and a really cool shirt, which mm-hmm. could be $500 worth of clothes. But they are happier if you wear your $15 khakis and your cold shirt. Which, yeah. <laughs> or on the other end of the spectrum, you could be in the television industry and every day you've got to show up in that $3,000 suit and tie and it's the same thing every day. The only thing you could change is your shirt or your tie. Yeah. How do you, so what I'm saying here is that when you're outside of work, I see a lot of landscape, but what if you're pigeonholed in with one of these employers that mandates a dress code? How do you share your own personal spin on it?
2: Mm -hmm. Great, great question. Uh, I get asked this a lot. Actually, there are small things that you could do to update your professional wardrobe. Number one is you want to look at your fit, right, is the overall fit of your garments. Do they fit your body? Are they proportional and fitting you properly and your body type? Are they too tight? Are they too big? Is it too baggy? And let's face it,
1: most don't, right? You go to the store. Yeah, most
2: don't. That's my number one thing that I often help clients with is fit. Yeah. Definitely number one.
1: So you really need to invest in a tailor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like, it, you don't even have to spend a lot of money on your clothing. I always say that. Like, It's not about spending a ton of money on your wardrobe. It's about finding the right fit. If you find the right fit and you know what looks good on your body, you could look like a million bucks.
1: Yeah. See, a yeah, lot of guys true. with smaller bodies, they're wearing the big <laughs> shirts, the regular size, as yeah, opposed to the slim right. fits.
2: <laughs> Very well, that, baggy. That's you important. Also, I see that a lot.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that, Karen, right? Guys, when you buy shirts, says regular fit, and they just kind of come straight down. And when you yep. tuck them in, they're all over the place.
0: Yep. And they if hang you're on.
1: if you're a mm-hmm. guy that doesn't have a lot of weight, you do much better with a tailored fit.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Here's my thing: I always say size does not matter, but <laughs> fit does.
1: Wow. You could,
2: you could be wearing the right, for example, you could be wearing the right size waist, right? Like your pants is a 34 waist and you know that, but are you wearing the right fit? There are so many different fit options out there and you're, for your body type, you may be wearing the wrong fit. So just like you said, the slim guy, he may be wearing the right size technically, but he's not wearing the right fit. Hmm.
0: And that makes and you look frumpy. That makes all the
2: difference, I would imagine, once they start
0: putting those clothes on. What's the reaction that you get from men when they change their fit and see
2: what oh, the, wow. the impact is? Yeah, the impact is often, everybody keeps telling me I look like I lost weight. Everybody keeps telling me, like, what did, What did you do different? <laughs> you, look, you look great. You look different. And so, but losing weight's pretty, normally the number one thing that they get. You lost wow. weight
0: so they just look bigger and bulkier because they're putting all the stuff that's yeah. just hanging on them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you're listening in, you want to go to your closet and start looking at what your um what it is that you've got hanging there. So why don't you bring us into that part of your process, Davia?
2: Yeah, sure. So then the next thing I really do is, and we can do this virtually or in person, uh, I have both both options for people, uh, in case they don't live in New York. Uh, and we really look at their wardrobe, we look at what's working about it and what's not working. So some of the things that we look at are fit, like we just talked about. So I may have them try on some things. Uh, Right. And then I'm giving them feedback on why it fits or why it doesn't. Um, And then also another one is is uh, is color. I often find that when I go and look at men's uh, closets, it's kind of like a sea of just the same color, like blues, grays, blacks, tan, brown. But you know, they're missing color. And I just think that's because men may not know what color works for them or their skin tone. And so they kind of steer away from color. But that's actually you really wanna be looking at color uh, because that could be a great way to catch people's attention. And it's a great conversation starter often because people are like, Wow, you know, what a great color on you and they compliment you and then you know you feel good about that. So Definitely color and often pattern are missing from people's wardrobes. And then another thing we look at is quality. So I love to teach my clients, you know, from the designer perspective, like really what about fabrics and and qualities and what they need to invest in and what they really don't need to invest in as far as quality, like suits and shoes, great investment pieces because they're going to last you longer, There are some other things in your wardrobe that you could just buy, you know, very inexpensive and, you know, change it more often because it's really not important to invest in the quality of those items. So we really talk about that. Clients learn what styles and colors work best for them and their size. And then I advise what to what to kind of toss, what to donate or also what to keep, what they need to tailor uh, or update.
1: And we'll be back with more Journey Beyond Divorce after this.
0: We're there right when you need us the most. And we make sure you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you between calls to be more effective. I
1: was very fortunate to find Journey Beyond Divorce. I would go searching for any piece of information that could either A, give me more knowledge about the divorce process itself, or it could talk me down emotionally. And I found that Journey Beyond Divorce was really instrumental in providing both things, one, the guidance of the divorce process itself, as well as talking about self-maintenance and what does the individual need to do to kind of cope
0: with it. Let us help you gain a broader perspective and determine your best next steps with our free rapid relief lifeline call visit rapidreliefcall dot com to book your call Wow, so toss tailor update and uh, donate exactly gotcha. <laughs> so can can we talk a little bit about color? Can you speak directly to the um To our listeners and give them some tips in terms of figuring out color for themselves?
2: Sure. I mean, the first thing you want to do is really open your closet and ask yourself, what is the prominent color in my wardrobe? You know, like really think about that. What do you have the most of? And, you know, think about adding color because it's just a simple, simple way to stand out, right, and get noticed and, you know, and also just compliment, you know, I, the other items so that you have lots of blacks, blues already. What colors can you use to compliment and enhance your wardrobe? So, you know, breaking up colors, you know, makes a difference. So, uh, for example, if you wear a suit every day, right? Maybe that's what your uniform is. But why don't you try wearing a dress shirt in a color other than like the typical light blue or white dress shirt, which is what you often see, you know, try wearing a light purple or even pink instead because it really would, you know, pop it. Or if you feel like that's too much, then you can always accessorize with color like your tie or your pocket square or even like some cool socks, you know, in a fun pattern or a bold color, and that's that's a great conversation starter.
1: But in regards to the the color, I, I imagine your complexion and hair color come into play with which color works yes. best for you. I mean, when yes. I'm shopping for shirts, a lot of times I'll put my hand on the shirt and I'm looking mm-hmm. at the way, and I'll just put it on the purple one, on the green one, and one automatically looks best to me.
0: Great, based on that's my a complexion. great way to do it. Yeah, I'm impressed, Steve. Thank yeah, you. that's great. Yeah, because like, I I know that there are people who might always dress in black, but black makes them look very washed out and and pale. And so can you speak at all to that? Just some general rules for our listeners before we move
2: on? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we're just going to talk broad here would be, you know, black I often steer away from uh, unless they have a uh, a little bit of kind of like a darker olive skin. Uh, skin tone. Black typically on somebody who's fair-skinned, like myself actually, uh, or you know my clients who are fair-skinned, I, I like to say to stay away from black. You really don't need black in your wardrobe. You could do navies or blues or charcoal grays, which would be much more complimentary to a fair-skinned person. And also a fair-skinned person cannot wear anything bright, like really super bright You know, on a on a guy who's who's got very light skin, it's going to be too jarring on their skin tone. So they want to stick to more kind of medium tones, uh, neutral colors, and uh, you know, kind of like the pastel, but not too too pastel. Kind of like your light pink, light purple, light blue type of thing. Uh, Olive skin tones can really wear like those brighter colors, like corals and pinks, and like those really you know beautiful like Um, how do you say, like, you know, beachy type colors. Uh, And then, you know, darker skin, uh, African-American skin tones. Really, I mean, they're kind of, they could wear anything. Like, anything looks great on dark skin tones. I just tend to have them steer away from things that are too matchy, you know, like browns or olives tend to just kind of like look washed out on that skin tone. So they actually want to wear something that pops, like a blue or, you know, uh, really any kind of color that's uh the opposite
0: that's i think that's great i think that's really helpful so if you're listening in you want to go to your closet and start taking a look at what colors you have in there and uh and then in terms of what to what to keep what to get rid of so you help them sort through that and Mm -hmm. then what and then what
2: yeah, I help them sort through that and you know, um we kind of create different piles. So, for example, if there's a pile that we want to keep and some things in that pile maybe they just need to have tailored. So, I will recommend a tailor or go with them to have those items tailored because they're salvageable. They just may need a kind of a fit change, like a, they need they need to actually have alterations done. Um, If they need uh, if they're missing some items that I feel that they really actually need to put into their wardrobe, then then that's when we we do the recommendations. That's when I help them create uh, a checklist of items that are needed and and also along with a budget. So I'll put that together for my clients. And if, uh, you know, they may tell me what their budget is and I'll work with that or I create one for them.
1: You know, when I take a look at through my closet, I look at the clothes and I'm like, you know what, I haven't worn this in two years. This one in a mm-hmm. year. I'm just like, get rid of this crap.
2: Get rid of it, yes.
1: If you're not if wearing not, it.
2: If you're not wearing it, why are you holding on to it?
1: Guys are really good at that, right?
2: <laughs> Especially if yeah. it's a
1: t-shirt that means something to us.
2: <laughs> oh, totally, yes. And but it's great, because it's great because when we do that together I I, I'm with them I'm asking them the question like what how do you feel this looks on you I mean is this really representing who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world is this this really it and they are like no and and we just laugh about it we actually have fun with it like getting rid of it is actually just freeing because you're like they're like yeah you know why am I hanging on to this right but you need that person to help guide you and why, you know, why you're keeping and holding on to these things for 10 years, because that's really what I see in the closets like 10 or years or more.
1: Exactly, And you so. can donate your clothes and help others.
2: Yes. I'll tell you why how
1: hurt? I'll tell you how anal I used to get about this dress thing when I was doing meetings and I was more in corporate life back then is when I traveled, I would always take about three outfits, even if I was only going to be there for one day. Right? And so I'd get up a little early and I would literally put them all on. And it was like, how do I feel? You know, when I look at this, I feel I can rock this. You know, if I didn't feel that, and that's why I needed more than one, if I would have gone and taken the one I didn't want to wear, I wouldn't have felt my best that day.
0: Yes. Steve, I'm so impressed. You're very style sophisticated here. I didn't know this about you.
1: You know what? It's a good thing we're not doing this video right now (laughs) because you guys would laugh. Oh my God, but no, but guys need to be more this way, right? And we know intuitively, when you put something on, you feel a certain way. Some people couldn't rock the coolest, brightest shirt. It's not them.
2: No, I, I agree, yes.
0: So so we've gone through the closet, we've looked at stuff. I think it it's gotta feel great to actually purge your closet and then when you go back into it, be excited about the choices that you have.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's you're getting rid of things. It's like it's definitely a purge. It's a cleanse, and you're you're now you have a, a closet that's actually going to start to work for you versus just hanging on to a bunch of stuff that you where don't you even can barely. Eat. Yeah, and I know yeah.
0: I have that kind of a closet, and so it's like you can't find the stuff you like for all the stuff you would just as soon you know, yeah, not not wear against. That's that's great. That's that's a great tip. What else is there on the that on the makeover front, on the style and design before we move into some of the other topics?
2: Hmm. Like do you mean as far as other things that they could look at or
0: Well, you mentioned, you know, shoes, socks, ties, belts. And so uh, I'm curious if you have any tips on the accessory front before we.
1: Yes. So brown shoes with blue now. Really? That's what they're doing. It used to be a no. Now it is. Do you still have to match the belt with your shoes?
2: So that's a good question. I, I do get asked that a lot. So I think you should. However, if you have shoes, because now there's lots more shoe options and colors and things, I don't think they have to like match. Meaning like if, you wear, if you're wearing like, I don't know, like a light blue shoe, because I just worked with a client and he got these like really cool light blue shoes. And I thought, well, it's not like you have to go and buy a light blue belt you know, uh, just cause to go with that one shoe, but you should wear something that matches overall, you know, like it, it actually is a, um, you know, a match with the shoe, like a tan or a Brown, you know, like you wouldn't go buy black belt and wear that with a light blue shoe. It has to match at least. Right. Uh, and so I, I do recommend though, if they're going to, you know, if, if men, you're going to go and buy a shoe, a new shoe and like, Um, I often recommend kind of like this like a cognac type of brown because it just goes with everything. Mm -hmm. Well, you're probably going to wear it a lot. You're probably going to wear those shoes a lot. So you should buy a belt to match.
1: Yeah. And they make some decent reversible ones, too. But
2: yeah, exactly. Reversible is great. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'm glad you brought up shoes because that's definitely uh something that i often speak with uh men about is i always say shoes really are the first thing uh that people notice oh they and totally are women women notice shoes yep <laughs> so and especially say,
1: yeah, we do. and especially if you're <laughs> yeah. in that corporate environment right where you're wearing the, yeah. the shirt and tie and everything's the same but you've got a great pair of shoes but for me shoes always has to begin with comfort
2: mm, of course
1: cool comes second too many people yeah. sacrifice, you know, the uh, cool for comfort.
2: Yeah. And I get that a lot too, you know, because I understand. Yeah, and really, uh, it's like our shoes are our car in New York City, right? Like, we, a lot That's of New right. Yorkers sure. don't have cars, but we're in our shoes all day. So they better be comfortable. I totally understand that. And, you know, I really think shoes are so important, you know, taking care of your shoes and investing in a pair of shoes that are comfortable and that are going to last, not a pair of shoes that are going to fall apart. You're going to have to constantly replace them. Right. If you're going to be wearing them all the time. So you know, I i always tell men, uh, of course, that women often look at your shoes and, and we're also qualifying you by your shoes. If you're not aware, you know, this it may actually be a game changer for you. So like if you're on a date with a woman, she she may be looking at your shoes thinking like, wow, he didn't even put in the effort here. I mean, does he really care to impress me? I mean, you know, or they may be doubting like the credibility of someone. <laughs> I mean, that's the things that we actually think. I know it's maybe sound a little harsh, but I think we all do it. It's human nature. You know, it's based on past experiences and it's just, we judge a book by its cover. And so if shoes are one of those qualifying items, then you should invest in good shoes and and take care of your shoes. And I I also think
0: that, you know, especially where our audience is men and women who are navigating divorce or post-divorce life. And so that whole idea of going out, looking for a new companion and wanting them to be conscious and intentional. And mm-hmm. so that appearance is really that that's the book cover. What does it look like? And, yes. um, and how, how, uh, How much attention and energy are you putting into that presentation? So I think that sounds great. Uh, I'd love for you to just share, just in case anyone's interest is really peaked right now, uh, don't you offer a free consultation where where these guys could actually just Check, check out your website and, mm-hmm. and reach out to you?
2: Yeah, exactly. They, I offer a, a breakthrough discovery session where we really talk about, you know, more in-depth about goals and, and you know, looking at style and image and what's kind of holding you back. So I offer that free consult uh, over the phone, and you can just sign up, uh, apply for a free consultation button. is right on my website, styledsharp.com. And can you just spell that for anyone who's sure? S T Y L E D sharp s h a r p dot com.
0: Beautiful, and we'll do. We'll bring that up again at the end of the show. I'm checking
1: out your website. You uh, you definitely nailed John on his redo. Um, <laughs> John was in a pair of shorts and a striped shirt. You have to check this out on our website, everyone. And uh, then he's <laughs> sitting back, looking all dapper and just. Amazing, good work on that
0: thank you yeah, so definitely check out that site because you'll see some before and afters that um that may be very inspiring to you mm-hmm. so let's let's shift gears a little bit and chat about um, when you and I were talking, I thought it was really interesting to hear your philosophy on online dating and what men being in their heads. Can you talk a little bit in general about that? And then we'll talk about some of the tools that you offer.
2: Sure. Yeah. In online dating, I think, you know, you really need to look at uh, your online image as if it were your online marketing campaign, because you're really marketing yourself. It's like, you know, what are you communicating uh, visually and also in your messaging? What do you want that other person to know about you? And also you want to communicate what you're looking for in a partner or what you're looking for in a in somebody you would like to date. So those things need to come across in your profile. And oftentimes it's not being communicated the way you want it to be. Like there may be red flags in there that you're not aware of. And so, um, you know, in your images, you really want to tell a story. So, if you're telling the story visually, you're creating and painting the picture for her so that she can actually look at those pictures and say, I can see myself with that guy. I'm interested to learn more. So, so
0: the, so the yeah. images should really be um, include different interests or aspects of, of one's yes. personality.
2: Yes. Aspects of the personality and oftentimes I go through with someone about... Like kind of what they don't want to put on there and what maybe they don't even know is a red flag to somebody. You know, what is it actually communicating uh, in a not so good way? And so you want to really be intentional with the images you're putting on and uh, putting online. Well, that's
0: that's a little bit of a cliffhanger. So you got to give us an example of two. <laughs> what is, give us two don'ts.
2: Tamia. Okay. Yeah. So this is perfect. So, uh, I just recently worked with a client who, uh, he's a corporate lawyer, right? So you think that, Oh, wow. Smart. You know, he's a great guy, uh, family oriented, really looking for someone, you know, to spend his future with, but all his pictures, I would say he had about six pictures, couple don'ts. There were pictures of him, uh, drinking with a beer at a bar, in like three of the pictures out of six. So if a woman's looking at that and the guy, he's wearing like, you know, kind of like casual T-shirt with this beer in his hand. I mean, from a woman's perspective, she's thinking, wow, is he really, does he drink all the time? I mean, what is he really <laughs> That's doing? so true. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, like, all of that is automatic, it's, it's like a no. You're going to get swiped because I don't think that I want to hang out with somebody who all he does is drink. You know, so that's for somebody that, you know, is really looking at this as a serious thing, like they want to find their ideal relationship on here. They're not going to be interested. Um, Also, uh, his pictures with other people. So um, this is really important. So you oftentimes I see uh, men who are in uh, have pictures of them with like another woman in their picture we we don't want to see that that's not (laughs) we don't want to see your ex-girlfriend or the girl that you're that you're with so you know that's not that appropriate um well you know what guys are thinking there don't you yes i do but from a woman's perspective we don't wanna see that. That's like a turn off for us. We don't wanna see you with another woman. That's like no. Or the I mean, you see this all the time more times than I can count, um, is men who take selfies of themselves with their shirt off. Yeah. No <laughs> You yeah. don't wanna see that.
1: <laughs> right.
2: That's not a turn on for us, somebody who really is looking to meet their ideal partner. You know, that if you wanna take it seriously then you can't have that type of photo it's like what are your shirt on (laughs) keep your shirt on yeah i mean this is
1: i would say be leery of any man that's spending a lot of time taking selfies period
2: (laughs) i agree (laughs) and lay off
1: the photoshop too would you i mean come on you're gonna meet these people one day in person you've got a plastic face that you photoshop that's not you
2: Yeah. Or old photos, right? From like them from five or 10 years ago where they look fairly different. You know, that's not, that's really being inauthentic, you know, just take some, have somebody take some really great photos of you. Uh, Even if it's a friend, maybe you can't get a professional, but you can get a friend to take really, really uh, great photos and have those representative
0: absolutely i I actually i a number of years ago i had gone out on a date and i just thought the guy was a little bit older than me but he looked great in his picture and i got to the restaurant and uh what looked like his (laughs) extremely older brother likes cocking his neck to like see me and wave and say here i am and i was like oh oh my (laughs) is that you karen I'm over <laughs> here. If I tell you, like, <laughs> easily 15 years older than his pictures looked, and it was just so. Uh. Imagine that—that's the very first. You know, that's that's the first thing that someone sees, and it's like you're already off kilt, and yeah. so. um Waste. Yeah, well, yeah, he's
2: already kind of uh, misguided you, yep. and that's not a good way to start. Yeah. The
0: other thing that I do take issue with, and uh, I live on Long Island, so we're surrounded by a lot of water. But all of these guys who have like half of their pictures are with them and a fish that they just caught.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, common. Fi- well, the, I mean, what's it telling you, Karen? What's that telling you about him holding the fish? What is that, that first mm-hmm. thing that you think of when you see that?
0: I don't want to go fishing.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's not for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're automatically turning off all those women who aren't interested in fishing or don't want to go fishing all day. Not to say that they won't check it out because that's something, you know, if they if they get to know you, they may want to do that with you at some point, but automatic right away, you're not interested.
0: Right. And yeah, exactly. So so um that's great. One of the things you mentioned, I'm curious you talked about a logical mindset and the importance of balancing masculine and feminine. Can you just talk to our audience a little bit about that
2: yeah i uh, um, I think <clears throat> oftentimes you know uh, th- what I do uh, help my clients with is giving them that female perspective of why you know that when they go on a date with someone why that woman may not wanted to go out with them again and oftentimes it's because they didn't really weren't showing up in their masculine and what i mean by that is like they were communicating to her that they couldn't really stand in their confident grounded masculinity showing her that they are taking the lead that they are guiding you know her and it's really important because you know, that's what women are attracted to. We are feminine by nature. So of course we're attracted to the opposite, which is the masculine. I mean, I don't mean like super aggressive or anything like extreme, but just to have that balance. So, you know, what we're not attracted to is somebody who, you know, is kind of uh, not self-assured and and is super nice and, and, and they're kind of like not taking charge or taking the lead, you know, picking where to go on the date, or you know just guiding her. And it's really important to showcase that and highlight that and also, you know, stand in who you are, you're a purposeful, driven uh, a man. And so that's what women are really attracted to, ultimately. So if you're not showcasing that, you're not highlighting that in the way you speak, in the way you communicate. Uh, non-verbally in your body language then it's really those signals to to have her not really connect with you and that could be a missing
1: women are awesome you know they don't always see everything visually like guys do i mean we can be not the greatest looking guy in the world but if we're affable if we've got a good sense of humor they're gonna love Mm -hmm. you
2: i agree steve yeah
0: yeah, because it's amazing. I was just talking to a client about this the other day. They were talking about looks, and I said, think of somebody that you know, just an acquaintance that you know that you just think is great, and 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 take a step back and look at their physical being, and how does, how does your attraction change when you get to know their inside, right? And mm-hmm. we had this whole conversation, because in today's day and age of swipe left, swipe right – And you're just you're looking at like the book cover. And yet once you get to know somebody, they can become incredibly attractive um, uh, just because of who they are.
2: Oh, yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. And and I think, Steve, what you what we were getting at also was that. Men are often, um, you know, we're, they're attracted to the physical. Like yes. there's the physical about women, right? That's the thing that they're attracted to immediately. Right. But for women, we're attracted to men on an emotional level. We right. have to connect emotionally and then grow into this more physical connection, uh, attraction. And not always, but I think in a long term partner, that's what needs to be there that emotional connection.
0: Absolutely. I agree completely. So let's let's um, let's wrap this up with uh, uh, you sharing a little bit with us about mock dates.
2: Mm. Yes. So um, yes, I love to do this with clients who really want to understand uh, what is happening on their dates, you know, and why you know they're not getting past the first or second date with someone. So what I do is I actually have a mock date with my client, we'll go out to dinner. And, um, you know, I'm really just assessing uh, in my mind, you know, what about that is working and not working? So it could be uh, their overall appearance, how they actually showed up to the date, you know, um, what are they doing on the date? uh, What are they saying? So um, their communication, both verbally and non-verbally, uh, also they're, um, I just looking for like attraction factors. So, you know, what are they saying? What are they doing? How do they look? Um, how are they communicating to me? You know, and I'm, and I'm actually thinking about all the things that I would think about as a woman on a date and as an expert in, you know, assessing this as an, as an image consultant. And then I give them uh, feedback. So, after where, afterwards, I give them a, a date download and I send them all of my feedback. And so, it's really helpful because they don't always know what, uh, what that woman is thinking. And giving them the feedback allows them to actually, um, you know, see what it is so they can actually improve that area and have more success.
1: And, on no, one, and no one wants to hear about your old relationship problems. <laughs>
2: You know, if you're, Absolutely. if you're recently divorced
1: and you're sitting there talking about this and that, I mean, what a buzzkill,
2: total buzzkill or people who talk about themselves all the time, you, you know, know you don't are, ask questions. Like, yeah. You know, there's a, I, that, that I hear a lot actually from friends, single friends of mine who mm-hmm. are out there dating. They say, well, you know, he talked about himself the whole time. They yes. didn't ask me any questions. Yes. I'm like, wow, that's huge.
1: My mom taught me that lesson many moons ago, and she said, you know, Steve, a lot of people when they get out in public or they're with someone new, they feel very uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. She said, it's really easy. All you do is ask them about themselves. And, you know, because people do talk a lot about themselves, but Mm -hmm. the point is, you don't have to be talking so much. Ask about the person, learn about them, and organically, it will come back to you, or not.
0: Yes, Uh And it's very telling, too. I I had another date where literally the entire date, at one point I just got really quiet. Um, I'm really comfortable with silence to see if he would ask me even one question, and as soon as I started responding, something I said triggered a thought, and he was back on to the races about himself. And afterwards, he was like, "This was such a wonderful date. Let's do it again." Just yeah. completely. I obliquist. love talking
1: about myself <laughs> with you. You are so.
0: And um, I was thinking, wow, he doesn't know anything about me, but he wants to go out with me again, um, which I thought was fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. Okay. Try that, I challenge all the listeners out there, try that with anybody you know. When you haven't seen them for a minute, walk up to them and just ask them how you do it and see if they're off to the races and if it ever gets back to you. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, really. I mean, how many... R- true friends do we have that really want to listen and care about us? Or do they just want to tell about themselves? I know someone that will ask me, how you doing? And I'll say, well, you know, things have been, you know, this way or that way. And they'll go, oh, yeah, but things happen like that with me. And then, boom, they're gone. So yep. they ask exactly. you one question, but then they're gone. I don't need those people in my life.
0: No. And I have a, a saying um, that I share with clients, how you do something is how you do everything. And so if you go out on a date, and uh, the the woman sounds really interesting and stuff, but she's talking about herself the whole time, uh, chances are, this is how she engages in the world. And, and so there's something to be learned from that and, and vice versa. Yeah so do you have I, I love that i love your mock I never heard that before tavia and I think that's such an amazing uh, service that you offer is yes. there anything that you um, haven't said yet any tips any um any last comments before we uh, share your contact information and wrap up
2: yeah I would just leave uh, the listeners on here with a few questions for yourself you know just thinking about the tips I share, but also ask yourself, you know, are your clothes working for you or against you? Really? And, and are you intentional when you decide what to wear every day? Like when you get up in the morning, you open your closet, are you being intentional? And also think about how you can highlight your authentic self, how you can highlight your personality. So are you, are you doing that? are you showing people what you're about with your clothing? so you know that, that that's really what I want to leave people with and um, yeah excellent and I just want to say
0: if you're if 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 you're post divorce and you're still living with your eye on the rear view mirror and feeling regretful and fearful of your future I hope that you listen to the show and see possibility and see that you can focus on this new chapter of your life you can have fun with it and you can recreate reinvent your life to be better than ever before and so we hope that you got some tips and Tavia how can they reach you one more time give us uh, your website and your phone number and email address so people can reach out to you.
2: My website again is styled sharp. That's with the D on the end of style. Uh, so, styled sharp. And my email is tavia, T A V I A, at styled sharp.com. And if you know, you'd like to reach out to me, feel free to connect. My phone number is 917 921 2862. So, you can reach me any of those three ways.
0: And we will be having more shows on uh, dating for men and women and all of the variations of it. Tavia, this was so valuable and so helpful. Thank you. Um, Thank you for sharing with us.
2: Yeah. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: At Journey Beyond Divorce, we know that sometimes the most powerful support we can offer is to help you process the storm of emotions you're experiencing and gently challenge the beliefs that are keeping you stuck.
2: The way Karen delivers her program is that she validates the feelings, the emotions, the ups, the downs. She hones in on the specifics that really talk to that particular person when they're going through this crazy emotional time
0: let us be a beacon in the midst of this crazy emotional time book a free lifeline call with us to help lift the fog and begin practicing new ways of thinking being and doing that better support you as you journey through and beyond divorce our gift to you is taking that first step with you on your free Rapid Relief Lifeline call where we help you navigate the emotional and logistical turbulence of separation and divorce. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call.